This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of several companies. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining in this segment, this show, Michael Wall Show. And uh, I know many of you are listening on your podcast devices, different devices, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever you like. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in each and every week. Boy, we've got a great show for you this week. You're not going to want to miss the entire show. So if you can't listen to the whole thing this week, it's not going to be super long, but if you can't listen to the whole thing, press pause, come back to it because you're not going to miss it. Great interview towards the end. By the way, if you have not visited michaelwallshow.com, make sure you go to michaelwallshow.com. Right here on your laptop, just go, or your phone, just go to michaelwallshow.com. And there's a couple things we want to get for you there. Number one, you're going to have access to other podcasts that we do with other great guests. And you'll see all those there that you'll be able to uh, listen to and connect with and interact with to help you get business tips and motivational tips and life in general. But also, uh, we're going to have for you there a neat little thing. You know, you hear us, if you've listened to me for some time now, you hear me talking about the whole idea of living on purpose and living with purpose. And that comes really from focus. So what we've done is we've put together a neat little uh, sheet that I think is absolutely crucial in life. And it's called Five Tips to Living with Purpose. So I want you to be in a place where you're living your life on purpose and living with purpose so you can really do all that you've been called to do and created to do in this life. So we put an easy little five-step, five-tip sheet together that you can download. All you got to do is go to michaelwallshow.com. There will be a place there. You just put in your email and you'll have access to that. You can download it, keep it, save it, print it out, keep it on your phone, whatever, but look at it on a regular basis so you can then start to implement those tips. And what you'll see is a change in your life to the positive. Then we've got a great interview coming up from Raymond Harris. Now, Raymond, you may not know that name, but you have heard of the name Walmart in Sam's Club. Raymond Harris started Raymond Harris Architects, and uh, it was just him starting. One person grew to over 80 architects. They did over 8,000 projects for Walmart over the course of years. Just a massive, massive reach. So it's a really, really cool interview of how he grew his architectural firm and caught the eye of a major retailer like Walmart to design their buildings and design their properties. So you're not going to want to miss that. But I want to jump in here in this motivational segment, and I want to talk to you about the idea of planning your life for success. It's interesting in today's culture, you hear a lot of names out there of people following folks, whether it's Grant Cardone or Tony Robbins or Gary Vee or any of these other thought leaders that are adding value and sharing good content. But a lot of times, I think people can get caught up in just following and chasing other people's success. And they do it in such a way that they're moving so fast that they don't actually stop, press pause in their own life, and say, take an evaluation of where do you want to go? Where do you want to go in life? And I made a note here. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. And I I wrote this. And it says, sometimes you can be so busy keeping up with other people's lives that we forget to plan our own. You, You may say, well, Mike, I don't. I don't struggle with that. I, you know, I'm planning my own life. I'm moving forward. I'm doing what's necessary. I'm, I'm applying some of these, you know, 10x principles from, from uh, Cardone, or I'm applying this uh, principle from this, or I'm, I'm applying this principle for that, or I'm, you know, whatever it may be. Well, a great litmus test for you and your life to kind of gauge you and say, are you actually applying the principles? Are you stepping back and are you, are you pressing pause in your own life to build out your own success? 
or are you not? Here's a great litmus test. The litmus test is, what do you spend most of your mental energy and thought on? Is it about what someone else is doing? Uh, is it about what someone else is saying? Is it about what someone else is trying to build? Nothing wrong with getting excited about that. One of the reasons that we're so excited about this show is we have a lot of folks that listen all over the world and, and are, are looking to apply some of the idea and thought that we have. But the key there is just what I said. They are looking to apply the things to their life. You know, if you listen to information, you get excited about what other people are doing, you get excited about success of others, nothing wrong with that as long as you personally now take that information and then look to apply that to your life so that you can build out and maximize your success as well. So I would challenge you to look at your week and look at your days and step back and say, how much of your time is focused on saying, wow, look at what this person is doing versus wow, what am I implementing? What am I doing? What steps am I taking to plan my success? So let me give you some real simple strategy where you can do that. If you're watching this via video, uh, whether it's on Facebook, on the Michael D. Wall page, or a little clip on Instagram, again, you can follow us on at Michael D. Wall. You'll see that I'm holding up here a white pad that's blank, by the way. There's nothing on it. The reason is, is sometimes what we need to do is we need to start in life with a blank slate we need to write down and jot down what are we passionate about. So my challenge to you is to get that blank sheet of paper, to get that blank slate, and I want you to write down uh, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy? What do you feel like you're good at? What do you think your gifts and abilities are? And start there. Write them down. Okay, this is starting down the road of planning for your success. And as you've written a couple of those things down, maybe you have three, four, five things that you've written down on your paper. As you've written them down, now you've got a couple things that you can look through and you can say, okay, here, here are the three or four or five things that I am passionate about. Now, one of the great things that will help you move towards planning your success is actually the process of elimination. You know, we've heard it said before, jack of all trades, master of... None. Let me say that again. Jack of all trades, master of none. Meaning that if we try and do everything right away at the same time, we will literally master nothing. So the process of elimination in planning your success is actually one of the most crucial steps that you could take. Now, you can't eliminate anything if, they, if it doesn't exist. And that's why you got to get your white sheet of paper and you literally got to jot down the four or five things that you really enjoy doing. That kind of, you know, when you wake up in the morning, as you look at your life and you look at things that you've done in the past and you look at things that you've been a part of, what really gets you jazzed up? What gets you going? What gets you to a place where you're like, you know what, I would literally do this for free. Okay, write those things down, whatever motivates you. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with getting excited about making money, right? I mean, it's like the old adage that people say they're not interested in money or, gonna, or they're going to lie about other things too. Money is important. It's not the most important thing, but it is important. In fact, it's reasonably close to oxygen. You know, when we need it, we really do need it. It's like a library card. It gives us access. It gives us the ability to do things that we couldn't do. You know, if you want to go build a home, you want to buy a home, you want to buy a car, you want to you eat you want to drink water? You got to have money to do it. Unless you just live by a stream, uh, as Chris Farley used to say, maybe he lives in a van down by the river. Okay. <laughs> Unless that's you and you've been given a van and you're eating plants and drinking water, you need to have some capital. You need to have some money along the way to kind of do what you need to do. But in this process of finding out what your success looks like and planning that success, 
The process of elimination is crucial. So step number one, you jot down on that paper four or five things that you really enjoy, that really you get excited about, that you could see you living your life for and towards. You're passionate about them. And then what I want you to do is that I want you to take your pen and I want you to literally cross out a couple things that you know might not necessarily fit in the wheelhouse of where you want to go. Now, this might take you uh, getting wisdom from other people that are close to you, that know you. You know, we can get wisdom from folks that know you. And when I say get wisdom, I'm not talking about somebody that's that Ned negative. You know, every time you talk to him, it's like, oh, you know, oh, boy. Did you see those uh, recent posts about Trump or did you see this or did you see that? Did you see what's going on over here? Oh, my goodness. These all these murders, all these things. In other words, every single thing they even though there's evil in the world and bad in the world and good in the world as well, they choose to see the negative instead of looking at the positive. Those are not necessarily people you want to speak into your life, but find people Uh, that will speak into your life and say, hey, you know what? One of the things that I've noticed, John, or one of the things that I've noticed, uh, Melissa, or whatever your name is, you can put that that name in there. I've noticed that you're really good at this, or I've noticed that you really light up when you do that. That will help you then clearly define what you need to cross off, okay? So you start by listing the four or five things that you really enjoy. Second step is you now eliminate that some of the things that you know are not realistic. Maybe they're good for later, but maybe they're not good for right now to start going down the road of understanding how you can really accomplish those steps. And then the third thing is, once you've had uh, those, some of those eliminated, now maybe you have one or two or maybe three at the most. So you got one to three at the most. Now what you do is you say, okay, what are some things that I need to do? What are some steps that I need to take where I can grow in my skill I can grow in my knowledge, and I can grow in my expertise in those areas. Who do I need to connect with? I remember John Maxwell always used to say when he would connect with somebody, he would ask them the question of, who do you know that I should get to know that can help me open doors and go to places that maybe I couldn't have before to fulfill the purpose and passion that God's called me to? So now when you have these one to three ideas, you need to now say, okay, who do I need to connect with? What are the books I need to read? What are the audible books that I need? If you're not a reader, you know, if you can't sit down and read books, I'm not a big reader myself. I like to listen to things audibly because I got a lot of stuff going on and that's just the way I operate. That's the way I I think and obtain and absorb more. So listen to audible books or listen to motivational things. Continuing to listen to these shows, the Michael Walsh show. There's other shows in, you know, that that are in the past that we've interviewed great guests and I've shared thought and idea that are going to help you build the context of what's going to get you to where you want to go. So third step is be focused on actually growing in the areas that you know you need to get better at to be an expert. Let me give you an example. When I was in college, I went to Liberty University in Virginia, one of the largest Christian colleges in the country. Great school. And they really, really, I mean, they've just exploded now. It's amazing. But I'll never forget when I was in college, I didn't have the luxury of my parents paying for my school, which quite honestly, as I look back now, was a blessing because if they would have, I wouldn't have appreciated it probably anyways. So I had to sell books door to door in the summertime. And that's exactly what I did. I sold for three summers and then I recruited and I trained students. Uh, bestsummerjob.com is where you go to find out about that, by the way. Bestsummerjob.com, little plug for them. Glenn Ransom owns that organization. Great, great thing. And I would highly recommend that. But one of the things that I'll never forget is there was one, my first rookie. So the first guy that I recruited, his name was Daryl Yoder. 
Now, Daryl was a guy that was from Indiana, small town Indiana, grew up, his family used to be Amish, they left and now they kind of broke away. And he was very shy at the time, he really was. And I was not shy. I was the extrovert. I was the guy walking around. You know, Sam Sneed was my tag name. I mean, I was just, I was, <laughs> I was the guy that kind of knew everybody and connected with many people. It was just my personality. But I, for some reason, I was drawn to Daryl. And I go into his room and I connect with him. I'm just, we just start building a relationship. And I presented this opportunity for selling books door to door. Now, I had already sold one summer. So I was coming back my second summer and I was, I was looking to recruit students and, and teach and train them to take, me back, take them back with me my second summer. And when I connected with Daryl, I'll never forget what he said and what he talked about as far as what his reasonings were as to why he was going to sell books. He said, Mike, I know I'm introverted. I know I'm not good in connecting and interacting with people. That's not my comfort zone at all. But what I know as I really believe that God has called me into ministry and God has called me into a place where I need to get comfortable with interacting with other people. And this is the reason that I'm going to go sell books. Now, as a little side note, when people tell me, oh, you can't do it, I'm not a born salesman, I'm not a born whatever, I always use Daryl as an example because he certainly was not a born salesman. He was not an extrovert. Him and I were like oil and water. I was the guy out there talking to everybody. He was the guy that kind of would rather just be by himself at that time. But he made himself do something because he knew he was called to this type of mission where he was going to be interacting with people. He knew he needed to sharpen that skill, and so he did. Now, what's interesting is Daryl ended up selling for over six summers, and he was very successful. Why? Because he was willing to take the steps and make the effort to be disciplined to the education necessary wasn't easy. Going door to door is not easy. Knocking door to door 80 hours a week and getting major rejection, that is not an easy thing. But he did it because he knew that he needed to grow that skill and get out of his comfort zone. You know, that old thought, the only way to be in your effective zone is to get out of your comfort zone. He knew he needed to get out of his comfort zone so he could build that skill and give him the ability to grow and become more confident so he could ultimately fulfill what he knew was part of his journey in life. And that's exactly what I'm challenging you to do on step three here, which is learn and grow and do whatever's necessary to get you in a place where you are now prepared, where you can operate with excellence in the lane that you're in. Make sure mentally that you don't ever allow yourself the place where you say, I can't, you know what, I got this. I can't grow anymore. I know enough. You know, when I interviewed Vince Gill a couple years ago in his house in Tennessee, great honor in Nashville. Vince, if you don't know, uh, he's been in over a thousand different CDs, been on over a thousand different CDs, won over 22 Grammys, just an amazing guy married to Amy Grant, and we were sitting there in his house, and he, one of the things that he said in that interview, which is on, on the MichaelWallShow.com, by the way, you can go back and find it, or iTunes, wherever, he said, you know, sometimes you just need to know when to get out of your own way, and I reference this a lot because I think it's so powerful. So make sure you're in a place where you're saying it's step number three. I'm willing to grow, 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 grow. That never ends, by the way. I'm always looking to grow. And so step number one, let's go back and recap, and I'm going to land the plane. Step number one in, in the process of planning your life for success is get that white sheet of paper, take a minute, take a couple minutes, and jot down the four or five things that are absolutely crucial, that you really believe you enjoy, that you're passionate about, that you want to spend time in your life doing and building. 
Step number two, now take some time and eliminate, because you can't do them all right away. Eliminate some of the things that you should not be working on now, and that might be involving other friends or other people or getting other advice, maybe listen to other shows that we have or other things in general that will help you dial in what you should eliminate so you can focus on two or three things max uh, that you should be focusing on. And then number three, be willing and disciplined to take the steps to learn, get the information, get the knowledge, and stretch yourself to do the things that you need to do so you can sharpen those skills and operate with excellence in the lane that will then take you down the path of building and planning and growing success for your life. That is crucial. And I'm challenging you to do that. And again, one great thing we're going to leave for you there. If you go to michaelwallshow.com, we have, I've created for you, for you to download. It's free of cost. You don't have to pay anything. Just go to michaelwallshow.com. Just add in your email. We're going to send in some other great information to you as well. We're not going to sell that information. It's just for us to send quality advice to you. But just enter your email and you'll be able to quick download the five tips to live with purpose that will help you in your journey as you move towards Uh, where you want to go, and planning your success. Well, as we transition, before we uh, get to the interview with Raymond Harris of Raymond Harris Architects, building out over 8,000 projects for Walmart over the years, great, great interview. You're not going to want to miss that. I want you to take a minute and listen to this uh, short kind of segment or minute 30, 90 seconds, if you will, roughly, that I did for an organization called Operation Underground Railroad, really, really involved in saving kids that are in the sex slavery and slavery industry in general in the world. It's a massive problem. So take a listen to this. It's estimated that 40 million people are in modern slavery across the world. Most of them are women and young girls. 85% of sex trafficking victims come from the United States. This is Michael Wall, and at Wall Private Wealth and The Michael Wall Show, we are joining in the fight against human trafficking, and I encourage you to join us in that fight. Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization with boots on the ground that is making a difference. They're going to places where you and I would never go and rescuing victims and arresting those responsible. That work takes funding, a lot of funding, and that's where all of us can help. So to learn more, go to OURfilm.org. You know, human trafficking has become a $32 billion industry, and by next year, it is expected to surpass the illegal drug trade. It needs to stop. And I, for one, will not stand by while all of our children are at risk. Will you join me in this process of ending sex trafficking in the world? Again, go to OURfilm.org, OURfilm.org to learn how you can get involved in this fight. Well, we're going to switch gears now on the show and uh, have a great guest that we have uh, joining us live. Great guy. Actually, Raymond Harris is his name. And I met Raymond in Michigan, Niles, Michigan, of all places. And I was intrigued by his story. And I thought, you know, this is someone that I want to have on the show because I think his story will resonate well with many of you and many of our listeners out there as you're dialing into this. So, Raymond, just to kind of give you a little background, Raymond actually founded Raymond Harris Architects. They have over 8,000 projects across the nation. Now, the interesting thing is most of those projects, I mean, that in and of itself is a staggering number for an architect. But the really neat thing, I guess, is most of those projects are actually Walmarts and Sam's Club. So I thought, wow. You know, we've all heard of them before, kind of a small company, Kenny, of course, and they've done a lot of design for them, for their buildings and new builds, et cetera, refurbs, et cetera. And so I wanted to have them on. So Raymond, thanks so much for joining us. 
Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the privilege to be on the show. It's great. So, Raymond, let me ask you this. You know, anytime you see a company that has uh, multiple employees and has grown and grown and grown, a lot of times, you know, when consumers or folks look at these companies, all they see is uh, all of the growth and all of the benefit and the positive of where they are now. But it doesn't always start there, right? And so, obviously, you're in a place where uh, you've grown in a, in a mass way. You've done a lot of great projects. But tell us a little bit about where you all started and how that all came about. Well, I started at an early age. I was 27 years old when I uh, started the firm. As my stepdad said, uh, you have an MM and I company, me, myself, and I company. <laughs> so I started out small and did small work uh, as an architect, but I knew the principle that if you're faithful in a little, you'll be faithful in much. And yeah. mm-hmm. about a year into my practice, I received a call from a contractor that asked me to uh, design uh, a project for a less than stellar client. I didn't know who the client was at the time. He said, we just want to do a small addition to a, to a retail store. So, of course, I took it. turned out that that uh, retail company happened to be Walmart in wow. the early days. And so wow. doing the, the first project for a contractor for Walmart was how we got started. And I had just a couple of employees. We did a good job. Walmart took notice, uh, eventually invited us up to talk to them about more work and uh, resulted in the first year of getting about 20 projects from them, which was phenomenal for a young architect. You know, I think that's a great point, Raymond, right there. Just when you step back, so you were given an opportunity, you didn't know who it was specifically initially, and you said, yeah, I'll take it. You're just kind of starting out doing your thing. And then you find out it's Walmart, which is like, what? You know, and then you do a good job. And because you do a good job, they call you up and say, hey, uh, we'd like to do more work with you. So that, that's that's an amazing story to make sure as you're listening to this, listen, make sure you're focused on the details of your current situation because you never know when your preparation will meet opportunity. Was this kind of your big break, so to speak, from your eyes that you said, hey, this is going to really take us to the next level? Or how did you view this opportunity as it came about? Yeah, it, you know, we were small and why Walmart would take notice of us uh, was an uh, enigma to me. Uh, why would they look at a 28-year-old guy uh, to provide service for them? But yet uh, they gave us a shot. We worked very hard, uh, very diligent. That was one of the principles that I tried to apply was uh, be diligent in everything I did, yeah. be faithful in everything I do. Yep. No project was too small, nor was I too good to do any project. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. so happened that Walmart began to grow. We were able to join them in that, and as a result, our firm, has worked for them for over 30 years and produced about 8,000 projects for them uh, during that period of time. Wow, that's that's really amazing. I tell you, it, it's isn't it interesting when you do the right thing and you do it with excellence, not only do you get noticed, but I think oftentimes, as you mentioned before, there's blessing that comes with that. So I, I love to hear that story. So what kind of went into some of your thinking as you connected with Walmart and talked with them about some of the transition over time and how that all came together to kind of stay fresh as a design and as a brand uh, moving forward? Well, Walmart is a, is a wonderful company because they don't sit still. They're always pushing the envelope for new innovative design. Most people would think Walmart is just a, a big box retailer and, and they just have one design, but nothing could be farther from the truth. They constantly examining what they're building and how they're displaying their products. And they're phenomenally innovative and technologically advanced. Uh, they're the first company to put a satellite up to link all their stores. So wow. the thing about Walmart is people say, oh, you design Walmarts, they're all the huh. same. Well, 
in reality, none of the stores are the same. They meet the locale. They have different sizes in stores, mm-hmm. and they meet the needs of the community uh, by their merchandising. They're the most technologically advanced merchandising company. They're really a merchandising company. We just provide the box for which they to put their they are to put their merchandise in. So they're always changing. We had to change with them. Our firm grew from starting out as a very small firm to 80 architects uh, providing wow. service for them full time for many years. And then as uh, retail uh, companies have shrunk in size and, and number because of the Internet, Walmart has jumped into that. And then we've adjusted our designs to uh, do uh, online grocery shopping, pick up fuel stations, a lot of convenience type stores uh, that Walmart has done. And we've been involved in a lot of that work uh, in implementing that. So let me ask you this question. When it comes to hiring people, you know, this is something that I think any business owner, um, CEO of a company, obviously, and those that have been in this role can find challenging from time to time because, you know, it's there's a lot of people out there, right, that might be able to come in and, and sit in a certain seat. But you want to make sure that you're finding the right people that actually sit in that seat with you, if you will, that are aligned with where you're trying to go. So when you hire people, what are you looking for? Where do you find those folks? And uh, how do you kind of articulate to them what their experience is going to be like in working with your firm to help you determine whether or not they're the right fit to align and connect with your firm to help you ultimately grow to where, you know, you see God calling you to, you know, really calling the business to go. How, how do you bring all that together when you hire someone? Well, when, when we interview, and, and I do a lot of the interviewing, and I do most of the recruiting out of colleges, I, hmm. I tell them okay. who we are and what we do. And I say, you'll work for a firm that's not a Christian firm, but the owners of that firm know and love God and follow his principles the best they can. Hmm. And then I let them know that when you come on board with us, we really do love our people, and we and we try to take really good care of them. And I tell them I really love the people that work for me, and I, I want to encourage them to know that they are secure. It uh, doesn't mean they can get by with sloughing off, of course, but yeah. mm-hmm. they have the security knowing that the bosses really do care them and then we we promote them as we can uh, we encourage them we give them great opportunities the best we can again like I said a minute ago we want what's best for them I think it's kind of the golden rule and we try to exercise that with our employees what would we want what would I want my employer to do for me that's what I do for my employees so Raymond I know you've written a couple books and your desire has really transitioned I mean it's always been your desire as you've grown and you know I've kind of caught that from when you were sharing and when we interacted there in Michigan, your desire has been to influence people. Let me say it that way and encourage people and, and try and lay down principles that people could follow that you've been able to apply into your life, which has given uh, the blessing of successful uh, business and things in general. But what, what was some of the thinking behind writing the books that you've written? And what's, what's some of the uh, desire, I guess, catch from what you've written as they read your books? Well, when I was a young man, I, I, I desperately looked for opportunities to learn how to be a good businessman. And so I'd roam bookstores looking for books, and there really weren't that many books that really taught uh, young men how to operate a business in accordance with God's design and what, what I think the Bible taught, biblical principles that were good for, for not only growth but for the people that work for you. And so because I, I could not find a lot of general business books, there were obviously books on finance and on management, some, uh, a lot on leadership, a lot of leadership books, but not on the overall business. How do you run a business? So 
So I first sought out to seek wisdom, so I wrote the first book uh, based on uh, the book of Proverbs, all the principles I could glean out of Proverbs. That book was called The Heart of Business. Secondly, I decided, well, what did Jesus teach? What, what did Jesus teach in the parables about business? So then I wrote a book called Business by Design, which takes the gospel parables and gleans out all the business principles uh, that I could find and organize them and uh, communicate in a real simple way. I tried to simply communicate principles and follow up with stories and examples and word pictures so that they might be remembered. Um, I find there's so many books we read. Uh, we, uh, we we think to ourselves, that was a great book. And then two weeks later, you can't remember much that's in the book. And I don't want that to happen with people that read the books I write. I want them to remember the principles based on stories and then to apply them. It's no good if we don't apply them. So again, we're having a conversation with Raymond Harris of Raymond Harris Architects. He uh, started out, me, myself, and I, several years back, and now he's got over 80 uh, architects at the firm and done over 8,000 projects for Walmart and uh, just doing a lot of great things. And Raymond, I know, you know, we've interacted with a lot of different architects um, all over the world that have done some really tremendous projects. Uh, in fact, the Eads Group in uh, Berlin, we were there and looking at uh, a, a project that they were kind of sharing called The Shed, which was a $320 million building and project that was being built in New York. Good friend Siami uh, built that. And, you know, oftentimes... When architects build things, they do it because they want to leave their mark in the city or they want to have a building or a sky rise or a skyline and say, hey, this building is mine and you'll know it when you see it. And I'm the one that designed that. And one of the things that intrigued me, and I know I operate this way in our business uh, and the different companies that we have is, you know, we want to be focusing on not just the here and now, but also building kingdom. And I know that's a big part of you. How did you have the ability uh, from your perspective to really balance, you know, kind of being out there, being able to say, hey, this is our project. Yes, we put our mark here, but also staying focused on building the kingdom, because I know it's a big part of your life. Well, I, I think that you have to decide if you want to be profitable on this earth or profitable in God's kingdom. Hmm. And I, uh, what I like to, to think is that everything I do uh, is in the furtherance of God's kingdom. Yeah. And uh, architects typically want to leave their mark, and I'm the same way. I, I want to leave a mark, but I don't want it to end on earth. Uh, although our mark is as a prolific architect, we've done so many stores. Most people have been in our buildings if they've been in Walmarts or Sam's Clubs. You know, that's a pretty big mark, but that's yeah. not going to stand up when we stand before God. Uh, hmm. What's going to stand up is what did we do for those that were on his heart? And so I think you can use business as a wonderful vehicle uh, to further God's kingdom. Profit is a wonderful thing in the hands of a, of a righteous steward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I want to be a humble guy, not really known by what I did on earth, but uh, what I did for God's kingdom, which I believe is on earth, but yet it is to come as well. Well, I'll tell you, that's great information, great thoughts. And, you know, really what it comes down to is living your life with purpose. And, you know, Raymond, we talk a lot on this show about the whole idea of living on purpose so you can live with purpose and having eternity in mind. And I think that's really, really important. So I just want to thank you again for taking a moment, a few moments and sharing your story, sharing your thoughts. You can learn more about Raymond by going to rha-architects.com. And just a great guy and, and, and really tremendous work that they've done over the years. But, Raymond, again, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. 
What a tremendous just man of faith, a man of excellence doing the right thing over the years. Listen, no one is perfect, but at the end of the day, you know, you will leave a mark in everything that you do in life. And I wanted to bring Raymond on. Uh, again, we connected, kind of starting to build a friendship there, just to share his story, because I thought it's just tremendous as you see a company that kind of starts out of nowhere and then grows working with one of the largest brands in the world being Walmart. So really phenomenal. So if you're out there, if you got a large business and, and, and you're continuing to grow, hey, listen, continue to build with excellence and think about the core principles that you have and why you're operating, why you do what you do. If you have a small company or if you want to start a company, be encouraged. Listen, you know, Raymond started out of nowhere, one architect, and then they grew, 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 and uh, they did things correctly. They did things in, in an honoring manner. And because of that, because of the excellence they performed, I'm sure sometimes where they were working and doing things where they were tired or wanted to go home, but they stayed in finished projects. So that way they could do things with excellence and be thinking that as you grow your business and your brand as well. Well, hey, you can always learn more by going to michaelwallshow.com. Again, michaelwallshow.com. There's a lot of great information there and make sure that you check it out, look and listen to previous podcasts. And as always, we appreciate you sharing this information. We appreciate you doing two things for us. This helps us to get this information and content into more ears that I believe need to hear, and that is, number one, rating our show. Whether you listen to us on iTunes or any other podcast, just go and rate the show. Take you know two minutes and leave us a comment of what you've enjoyed about the show. You can also do that on michaelwallshow.com. And listen, scroll through and listen to previous podcasts, and you're going to get a lot of great information there. Hey, I look forward to connecting with you next time. And again, as always, here's the challenge for you to live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. 